What's going on, Badger fans? Let's talk about the Badgers' chances to be Bama now that Saban isn't there. Have they gone up enough for us to get excited about it? Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Uh, much like yesterday, I apologize a little bit if my voice is a little iffy. I'm getting over a cold. But we are bringing on that guy, Brian Smith. Uh, we got things to talk about. Brian, I want to start here. All these questions, by the way, came off our Locked On Badgers insider group, the subtext. I said, hey, I got Brian coming on. And the very first question I got was, can we beat Bama now that Saban's not going to be there? Now, a couple of caveats to this. We get them early. We get them in week three. Obviously, a lot of staff turnover, roster turnover, and we get them in Camp Randall. I would still say not likely, but like the staff for Alabama has been through so many turns, even since the head coach was there. Like Grubbs was coming, then he wasn't, mm-hmm. et cetera. And their, and their transfer portal list is ridiculous. So if you played them week six, I'd say about 1% chance. Week three, maybe 20%. You'd still need to win maybe plus two in turnovers or something. But, I mean, like, that roster is nowhere near what it was three years ago. And that's just reality. Doesn't mean Alabama isn't going to hit that. Here's the key. Transfer portal window opens up again on the 16th of April. Alabama is going to be really active, I guarantee you. And it's not hard, especially on offense. If there's a receiver that hits – do you think Kalen DeBoer is going to have a hard time getting those kids to take a visit to Tuscaloosa? <laughs> I mean, like they're going to get the kids that Wisconsin covets. <laughs> so my question to you is who's going to be the corner or the four of them that are going to go out there when they go in, in twins right and left, who are those corners going to be? We need four of them. That's just for the first series. You got to rotate guys. So you need two more off the bench. Uh. So you're telling me, you're telling me though, there's a chance, right? Because before last time we were on the show and we talked about Bama, right? We were talking about schedule. We didn't really even get at Bama, but you you kind of famously said, "Not a chance, Badger fans. It's going to be a bloodbath." That was before Saban left. I feel like there's right. an opening now. Anytime there's a staff that flips over, I'm going to give you some historical data here. Who Holtz took over at Notre Dame? They go five and six. Two years later, they won a title. Nick Saban takes over in 2007. They lost to Louisiana Monroe. They were this close the next year to getting into the national title game. In 2009, they won it. Those are the kinds of things that happen. You know, Trestle, first year, they sucked. But at the end of the year, they started figuring out, and they upset Michigan. And then a year after, they were they were great. That first year is just roller coaster. Depends on the week you hit somebody. Because things can be going right or wrong in a meeting room. You're never going to hear about it publicly i hear about some of those things but year one man is is really hard and that's week three so again until i see who the transfers are into bama i live in the state of alabama now i'm going to hear about them every day whether i want to or not but that's a really hard job even though they've got players they just don't have the same roster they lost their left tackle to iowa they lost the best safety in football they transferred to ohio state and they lost other guys that are good players to other schools a backup receiver going to louisville etc I don't know who's going to be there. I do know that Kalen DeBoer took far less talent than what he has at Alabama 
and got them to the national title game this last year. So he can coach. I just don't know if he can handle the culture. Seattle and Tuscaloosa have one thing in common. They're both on planet Earth. That's about as close as it gets. The culture is my concern because down here, if you're not from here, it really matters. Well, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned a little bit some of the some of the people they've lost in the portal, right? What did they bring in? Have they brought in anybody that's made you guys say, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a baller? Well, they've gotten a few, but I haven't, I haven't delved into it yet because I want to see who their whole staff is before I make an opinion. Right. When they lost Grubbs, I went, ooh. Because Grubbs is a guy who's going to be either a college or NFL head coach, if not both. He's the passing game guy that went along with Caleb. Like they had arguably two of the top five guys in all of college football on the same staff for passing game. Come on, that's not fair. So Saban gone, that's true. But because of Saban, he got elite guys to come work with him as coordinators, assistants. And like Charlie Strong was in the back office. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I know Charlie's, I'm a little biased, but like, when you got guys like that hanging around as an extra guy to bump an idea off of, life is pretty good. I don't yeah. know how many of those guys are going to be. Yeah, like extra. Come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Here, here's the overwhelming thought process for me now. If you're going to beat Bama, all of the following have to align. Plus two in turnovers. Your quarterback is hot. The one guarantee is the following. Camp Randall has to be rocking. That's easy. Um, I think you're probably going to need a special play, too. Punt return for a touchdown. Strip sack fumble. You need those because you're not going to go 12 plays, 75 yards against Bama very much. Trust me, they still have big, ugly people up front that will maim you and tell your grandmother about it. So they've got a lot more of those than Wisconsin does. I, I don't know how far Wisconsin's come to deal with that because, like, standing on the field at the Alabama-Auburn game this past year and just looking at some of the offensive linemen, these are kids that I knew come through high school and they were big. But, like, their strength and conditioning program is different. 330 there is no big deal. And these are kids that can move. They're not just run game guys. They can play on the edge and be pass blockers, too. I don't know if Wisconsin's front seven is ready for that. Right. Now, I, I feel like it's to, to the kind of what we talked about at the very beginning of this point, though. If you're going to catch them, like, this is the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. First three games. I mean, it couldn't really be placed in a better time. You don't want it first game. But – Game three, you've got a couple under your belt. It's at your house. I mean, for the for the love of mankind, it doesn't get much better if you're Badger there. If you lose by seven or something, you should be happy. It's how I, I know Badger phones won't be, but I still think Bama's 15 points better than Wisconsin, even with all this, because they got players on the outside mm-hmm. that they don't. Um, the other thing I will note, though, they didn't lose one. They lost two corners early to the NFL, and they'll still be really good there, by the way. And they just got Keon from uh, Michigan just transferred down to safety. So he's a big-time player. So it's a kid that I guarantee you they would have taken in Madison. <laughs> yep. So. Rich Rich often get richer in college football. Let me yes. let me ask this. Keep it big picture for a second. We, you and I talked a little bit about Oregon coming to the Big Ten and, and the difficulties they will probably pose for the rest of the conference. Of that other trio coming in, right, you have Washington, you have uh, UCLA. Um, of this other group that's coming in, who do you fear the most for? Like, who who's going to have the hardest time transitioning into the Big Ten? Washington. Mm. Probably short term. But that's iffy. The whole situation at UCLA, I'm just putting to the side. Your head coach just went and took a coordinator job at Ohio State, which is just weird. But if the, the situation's right, 
it's not hard to recruit to UCLA. Now, short-term, Washington will be better than UCLA. But it's in L.A., man. How hard can it be? Yeah. It's just not hard. And if you've ever done, like, just search photos, you could make an argument they've got the best scenario, campus view, opportunities for things to do, academics and athletics in the country. So, I mean, we'll see. Washington has invested more than UCLA historically, though. But I just don't know if you're going to get consistently that many coaches there that want to be up in the Pacific Northwest. It's not the greatest place weather-wise to, to be. So I don't know. It's one of those two. USC will be really good. They finally hired a defense coordinator, by the way. They'll hit the ground running. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I kind of feel like USC is going to have a, a bit of a transition period, but they should be fine because they're going to get the talent. And then to your point, Washington, UCLA, it, it's a different game in the Big Ten. You're going to have to play more physical. And I'm not sure how those programs are going to week on a week-to-week basis, especially when you're going into Iowa like in a November game or an October game that feels like it's going to be more difficult than any of those fan bases realize. There's nothing quite like it. I mentioned this on a show recently. If you play a road game in the playoff at like in Madison or in South Bend or Columbus, and you're, even if you're Alabama, that's seven to 10 points you're down to start. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do to prepare. You cannot prepare to catch the ball in snow. Either you've done it your whole life or you haven't. So those kinds of things, you're right. If you play a game on October 25th in Iowa City and it's blowing sideways, and it will be, how do you adjust to that? Oregon's used to that to a certain degree, but do you really think USC is? Uh, No, they're not. So those are the kinds of things you have to worry about. And if it happens where they get beat because of it, well, you're the one that signed the paper to join the Big Ten. I have no no sorry for you. Let me ask you this. First uh, home playoff game in Camp Randall, are you going to be there with me? Depends on who else is playing. If they're playing Bama or something, if you can give me a ticket, I'll go. I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, we can do a podcast from the stands. That'd be great. I love it. Let's do it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about uh, some 2025 prospects that the Badgers are in on, including an incredibly speedy receiver on the edge that Brian would acknowledge. We need a couple more <laughs> of those guys. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. Over at eBay Motors. eBay Motors remains your number one source for all of your part, car part needs, everything you need. And it's really made car that, that whole process easier, faster, cheaper, because you don't have to go to an auto parts store and hope the guy has it in a warehouse. Hope he even cares enough to try to find it in the warehouse, not just sell you some piece that you don't need. eBay Motors with a guaranteed fit, you get the right part at the right fit with the right prices. And you're burning rubber, not cash for your ride or die car. Whatever you need. Anything from rims to spark plugs to interior parts, uh, audio equipment for your car. It's all there over on eBay Motors. Fast, simple, easy, quick. Again, the best prices. And you get the eBay guaranteed fit, which is only available to U.S. customers. But you guarantee that you get the right part for your car the first time, the fastest time, and for the best possible price. Uh, Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Head over to ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Find the perfect fit for your car. Today's episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the number one spot for all your potential hires. These days, every hire is a high-stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best candidates in front of you interviewing the first time. You don't have to waste time. There are screening tools to keep all those people that have no business coming into your job interview out of the way. You're not wasting their time. They're not wasting your time. Time is money. And LinkedIn gets you there. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. There's a reason 
There's a reason small businesses continue to rank LinkedIn as the number one hiring platform compared to all competitors. And right now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free terms and conditions to apply. That's linkedin.com slash college. All right, let's get Brian back in this and let's talk about uh, Cameron Flowers. Let's talk about um, a 5'11 composite four-star receiver, uh, reported offers from Penn State, Miami, uh, Indiana, Kansas, um, reported 4'4 speed, uh, both on his huddle film and on Twitter. I really like the speed here, Brian. What do you think of Cameron Flowers? He could move. I mean, these are the kinds of kids that Wisconsin gets one every 10 years and Bama it gets four a year. So I always talk about outside the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have somebody in the race, you can't win. Well, this is a guy who can win a race. I don't know how many of these guys they can get consistently, but getting one, especially if you can get one like locally, so that's likely to transfer and all that kind of stuff. They're building on the Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, that area. So I think they're doing a good job of finding kids. Now the question really becomes not whether they can get them. It's how quickly can they adapt this guy can fly, though. Um, I'm curious to see if Michigan, Michigan State can get. I'm sure one or both of them have offered because I watched about half dozen clips, and I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty dumb. He could obviously play. He could play corner. He could play free safety. He could play receiver or whatever. But I'd play him a receiver in today's game and stretch the field. Wisconsin needs that. They never have a problem with the offensive line. Get somebody out wide that actually makes me want to watch a Wisconsin game. Well, and he's a guy, when you watch the film, you, you they use him. In a lot of ways, right? Jet sweeps, hand yeah. out of the backfield, uh, little those little receiver smoke screens, vertical. It just feels like a weapon. That's why today's game is simple and complex at the same time. Because some of the plays that a kid like this impact the most, they don't even get a stat. And what I mean is play action, mm-hmm. uh, jet sweep, etc. If you make a player hesitate for that half step, things go downhill. Chip Kelly, who ironically we were just talking about Oregon. He's at UCLA. He's going to Ohio State. A lot of the stuff he did and Urban Meyer, et cetera, some of these guys, it's just about making the eyes change a little bit, hesitate, and then the other direction, like you fake it to him, and then your 220-pound running back gets a head start running downhill on some poor safety that's 190. I'll take the 220 guy. There's a little simplistic things with this from an overall conceptual point, but you have two motions and a jet sweep. You do all these things in practice to get one play to get that running back. And that's the complexity part. And it works much better when you got a four, four guy doing the jet sweep because it really holds the linebacker. It really holds the safety. That's the key. So yeah, he could, he could have a game with three catches for 15 yards and he's the most valuable player. That's what's crazy about speed. There's nothing you can do either. You can guard him one-on-one out there or you can't very few teams can. Well, and let me ask you this. Like, uh, clearly, when you watch the film, he he runs angles, right? He's really, really hard to track down open field. What, given that level of competition, what does that tell you about his speed? How good is that football uh, kind of in that Detroit area? Is he playing against other guys who are running four fives in that range? Well, there are some. Uh, Detroit is obviously one of the better cities historically for football and basketball. It's Is it Miami? No, but it's still really good. And the kind of kids that he's going by are good athletes. And it's not that he gets by him, but it's like obvious. Yeah. Like some of it, it's like, holy crap. You know, and he's got some suddenness. Stop. Kid zooms by and he hits the pedal again. And he gets like by the end of his second step, 
Deuces. That next guy better be three inches in front of him. And he's rarely that guy. So he figures it out not only just by using his speed, he's pretty smart with it too. He lets guys think they're about to tag him and then he just lets them blow by and he gets gets put it on his huddle film. So he's a pretty savvy player. Uh, last question here, and I think I kind of know your answer here, but a lot of times you see you see reported 40 times from everybody, right? Like I run this and this and that. Um, oh boy. The film doesn't, to, sometimes then you watch the film of that guy and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't think you run that. This feels like the type of film you see is reported for four time. And you're like, yeah, I think the film checks for that. I don't know if he would run four, four electronic unless it's a warm day or this, that, or the other, but he's in that range. Let me put it to you this way. Orlando Under Armour, they posted on the Under Armour site from the camp. The fastest time was a four, five, one, but the camp was like the towards the end of January. It's not hot. The kids aren't in track shape. Some of those kids are going to rub sub four or five later. Mm-hmm. We had the future 50 last year and there were multiple kids, low four fours. Year before a kid ran sub four, four, but it was 88, 89 degrees by 10 a.m. It's just different. That kid, I think, is somebody that can run four four on a hot day. Not a lot of kids have really run that speed electronically. He's one of them. That's awesome. Yeah, we could use it. We could use it, Brian. Oh. Uh, understatement of the year. Let, let's speak. Uh, let's get to uh, Jameer Washington. Here's, here's another player I'm interested in. A six-two. I think he's probably. He, there's a lot of cornerback clips on his film. I think he might be more of a safety at the college level. But I'm curious your take on Jameer Washington, six-two, um, kind of really lanky, long defensive back. He fits the profile of what Georgia would look at in terms of the frame. So that's a good start. I'm not sure how Wisconsin's going to try to translate their secondary long-term. So this one's a little bit of an incomplete answer, but I know they would like to have more long kids. There's a certain guy that played at Cincinnati that's now Jets that fits this guy's profile. He was a 160-pound kid soaking wet coming out of King High School in Detroit, talking about Sauce Gardner. This kid's a little bigger, fortunately for him. Maybe not – like Sauce has as good instincts as you're going to find, but maybe he's a guy that can play corner at least in zone – I need to see if he can play bump because you can get run over. If you think you you know what you're doing and you don't, you go up against an Ohio state receiver. That's six, two, two Oh five. You don't know what you're doing. That's a YouTube moment for the other team. So I'm curious to see what he can do. And if again, nothing wrong with playing safety, it's really freaking, it's harder to play safety in today's game in his corner because you're directing people and all that. Wisconsin needs guys there too. I'm not sure where they're going to be. In terms of in a year from now, they're going to take any transfers, like the portal windows opening up for them. But they at least have to get some of these kind of kids on campus. And he plays at a program in Chicago. It's a tough area of Chicago. He's a kid that's seen everything. He's not going to be afraid to hit. Worst case scenario, this guy plays safety for you. But I, th- I think he can play corner, at least in the zone. I'm always weary to see a northern kid to say cover one until I see him play against the brethren I see every day down here in the south. But he can run, and he's got the length you're looking for. Wisconsin, they never get those kids. They have to at least take a look at him. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, and he, he feels like an extension of a lot of players we've talked about that they've gotten, right? The Remington Moss from this year's cycle, Xavier Hay- uh, Xavier Lucas from last year's cycle, just physically different type of kids than they typically get, and they say, we're going to develop them. We're going to figure it out. Well, Lucas is a kid that started to turn the corner. I, th- I could see him starting as a sophomore at Wisconsin, if not by the end of his freshman year. Smart kid. He's got length. I don't know if Washington's on that level or not, but again, he's Morgan Park High School. He's he, trust me, he's getting to school sometimes in that area is not easy. 
So he'll be a tough kid. I would imagine this is the new style because, again, worst case scenario, you put that kid at safety and you can never go wrong with length. So Wisconsin's getting better in the secondary. Um, now, if you could just wave a magic wand and it would happen that way, a D tackle and defensive end, Ryan, you would be in a great, great, great spot. I tried it. I bought a wand up here. I'm trying to wave it around, but we didn't get a whole lot there. Um, unfortunately, in the portal, which we're going to talk about next. Uh, but first, a quick break for friends of the show over at um, FanDuel. FanDuel remains the number one source for all your sports betting needs. On the Lockdown Network, wherever you want to go, it's FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. New customers with a $5 bet get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. It's the best place for all your sports betting action. Futures, parlays, teasers, plus any type of sport you're looking for. It's got baseball, which is about to start up college basketball, which we're in the midst of. I had a nice little action on uh, the Wisconsin-Maryland game the other day. I went money line, had, had had a good little bit of success there over on FanDuel. So use FanDuel if you have any futures you want to get in on. It's fast. It's easy. It's simple. Please, as I always say, do it responsibly. But it is the number one place we go to. It's the official sports betting partner of the NFL, of the NBA, and of the Locked On Network. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Make your moments more with FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Uh, let's get Brian back in here. Uh, Brian, I want to talk about a little bit. Sorry, and again, I apologize for my voice. Uh, the transfer portal. Now, you and I have talked about Tackett Curtis quite a bit. We talked about Van Dyke when it happened. I want to pivot back really quickly to Tackett Curtis because there was some feedback on our last show where you had said Tackett Curtis is a beast. Like, he could be the best player on the team in a year or two. Um, somebody came back and said, you know, I thought he looked kind of stiff on film. And I think I think they might be looking at maybe what happened at USC or – why are you so high on Tackett Curtis? Because he kicked the crap out of kids in the South. And he played at a podunk high school in northwest central Louisiana that it's hard to even find a way to get there. And every school in the country offered him. So I, I'll take the, the word of Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Miami, and every other school that went out of their way to recruit him. And then I liked his film. He ran sideline to sideline, and he's 6'2 at least. I'll take those kids every day. Uh, that works for me. Let, let's talk about the rest of this portal class. The one thing you had mentioned, and we were talking about this a little before the show, you were like, ah, I don't know if they did enough there on the defensive line. You and I have talked before how easy or how hard it is to reload on the defensive line in the portal. It still feels like you have to land more than, and it's no disrespect to Elijah Hills, the, the defensive end they got out of Albany, but it felt like that's a spot they probably needed to do a little bit more in. The kid that I'm curious about is Jaheim Thomas. He was out of Princeton. He was a big-name recruit. Cincinnati, Arkansas, he's been all over the place, but he obviously has a relationship with the staff. That's one. And then they also got a couple other guys that can play linebacker like Sebastian Creek, uh, Cheeks. They need these guys to be really good as blitzers and, and good in coverage because they're not going to get pressure with four with the way they would like. Doesn't mean you can't be a successful team. Like Notre Dame last year, I think, ended up with 35 sacks, and their down four was not very good at rushing the passer. But their linebackers did a good job of timing and working together. I know Fickle and his staff are really good at that. That might be their conduit to change their defense in year two. Having a year in the system will help, too, with that continuity. But if they could just get, like, I don't know, Jaheim to get four sacks and a bunch of guys to be between two and four, they're fine. Mm -hmm. It's just every week you need somebody to step up. Is that realistic? I don't know. Um, maybe they get somebody else. The pious kid, they got out of William and Mary. I have no idea if he's any good. He's supposed to be. 247 thinks he is, but I need to see it. William and Mary, you're not playing the same kind of schedule. You're not taking the same pounding. I need to see it. 
And then I'm just going to go ahead and say it for the 80th millionth time. Where in the world is the beast in the middle? Wisconsin's not, I mean, they're, they're so short of where they need to be at interior defensive line. I can't even put it in perspective. They've got a long way to go there. Is it is it reasonable to rebuild that in the portal, or do you have to land guys like Dylan Johnson, Ernest Willer, and say, in two years we're going to be there? Because those freshmen that we land are going to develop. I mean, Willer's a hell of a start. I mean, that's an NFL player quite possibly. But, I mean, even like – this is hilarious. Florida doesn't struggle to recruit defensive linemen, okay? They took the kid out of Penn that had a ton of offers. Yeah, Wisconsin was in on him too. Yeah, I watched his film and I immediately said he might be second team in the upper half of the SEC. Might be. I'm like, if this is one of the top two or three defense tackles, this means it's further proof that you have to get the elite kids out of the high school ranks, which Wisconsin never gets. It's the chicken and the egg. Those kids are never from their area. They have to find a way somehow, some way against all things holy to make it happen. And they're always from Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina. They got to come down here and get them. The portal is not where you get defensive tackles, brother. It's going to be down south, high school kids. Yeah, that's good to know as always. Uh, this is a great show with Brian. We feel a little more comfortable about Alabama. I feel like he was on the prep precipice of making a bet here, like maybe a little Wisconsin. Oh, I'm, I, I want to wager all day. We, you and I can wager. This will be easy. I, oh. I got Bama? Oh, <laughs> I love it as always. Brian, you are one of my favorite guests because you come here, you speak the truth, and you speak your mind. He is Brian Smith. I'm Ryan Herrings. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Locked on Badgers. Really do appreciate it, and we'll talk again tomorrow.